Welcome to the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast, a view of culture, current events, and politics through a biblical lens, brought to you by Preborn, Saving Babies and Souls, ADF, Defending the First Amendment Rights of Free Speech and Religious Liberty, and Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on their banners to visit their websites. And now here are your hosts, Neil Boron, Bob Duco, Roger Marsh, and John Rush. Back with another week of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with most of the guys. Uh, we've got Roger Marsh, John Rush, myself, Bob Duco, Neil Boron. Be back with us next week. John, Roger, how are you guys doing? Great, Bob. Doing great. How are you, Bob? Always good talking to you. This week, we've got really three different things that we're going to be hitting on. Ron DeSantis announcing, we're broadcasting this today on Wednesday, and so it's this evening at 6 o'clock he's supposed to announce in a an audio Twitter interview with Elon Musk that he's officially announcing his runs. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk a little bit about Roger's favorite place to shop, Target, and the whole uh, pride display <laughs> controversy going on there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the second half of the podcast, we're going to do a deep dive into the whole debt ceiling debate and the negotiations that are going on. Oh, I know. I know. We will get to all of that. Where do we stand with the debt ceiling and how, quote, catastrophic is it really going to be if we, quote, unquote, default? And so so there's a lot to, to get to. In this podcast, of course, Ron DeSantis planning on this evening, 6 p.m. That's the planned time that he's going to announce. And, of course, he's not doing it through normal, traditional means. He's going to do it through social media and an audio interview, I guess, with Elon Musk tonight at 6 o'clock. So outside of the norm. But what do you guys think about him getting into the race? Will that his official announcing, will that in any way give him some more momentum, narrow the gap between him and Trump? What do you guys think? John, Roger. Well, I, yeah. I was going to say, I'm, I, it's so hard to tell in terms of what's happening because different day, different tea leaves. You know what I mean? In terms of which way the wind is blowing. You've seen the opinion polls that say if they go head to head against Biden, either one of them is going to win in a cakewalk right now. So the question is, does the GOP rally around a guy like Ron DeSantis or are they stuck on Donald Trump? And right now, I mean, quite frankly, I, I don't know that Ron DeSantis is the better candidate than Donald Trump, but I think I, more people would appreciate a guy like Ron DeSantis than Donald Trump. We'll have to see what he can do. I mean, the, every time I see a governor who does well, and I think of George W. Bush, you know, who had a, a fairly good run as president, I still hear the words of a Democratic uh, governor who became president, Bill Clinton, saying, you know, the governor thing was good, but I really wish I'd been a senator first before I became the president of the United States. And something tells me that Ron DeSantis might need some of that, too. I mean, maybe that's old school politics, but... Um, you know, I, I like what he's doing as governor, but it's a whole different ballgame when you're at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah. What do you, what do you think, John? Do you think, um, uh, that part doesn't bother me as much. I, th- I think he's done, you know, a very good job in, in Florida, and you can see the results of what he's done there. Uh, you know, I do, I do a agree that if Biden is the candidate, and there's a big question there we could get into maybe right. in some future podcasts, if that ends up being the case, yes, I think either Donald Trump or DeSantis can can beat him. And I, I, by the way, think on our side of the aisle, it's probably one of those two. Which one will it end up being? You know, who gets the, the nomination nod? Uh, frankly, and I told everybody on this air, you know, on air yesterday, we're a year out. I mean, literally. So who knows? A lot can change in the next year. So really, I, you know, will this help him in the polling as far as, you know, DeSantis moving up against Trump? 
Honestly, don't know. Frankly, don't care. He's probably looking at it the same way. There's a lot of work you have to do from this point forward now over the next at least nine months, but really 12 months to really be prepared for all of that. And I mean, we knew this was coming. It was just a matter of what date does he pick to do it. I still think the thing that bothers me, and I've got folks listening that probably, you know, listen to my show and I'm sure listen to the roundtable that would probably agree and or have read things along these lines. No, Ron DeSantis is not a plant. He's not a, you know, he's not a, a, a Bush son, if you would. I, I mean, I've heard so many <laughs> stupid things in the last few months <laughs> that no, that is not Ron DeSantis. Look at what he's done in Florida. Look what he's done with Disney. Is he a, is he a Bush? Absolutely, positively not. Yeah, well, you know what? That's one of the things that I've certainly heard as well. And John, I I think you're probably right, but I don't think I'm as convinced as you. There's this little part of me that gets a little bit nervous that is he going to end up being some establishment rhino, slides to the middle, and he ends because up not— Because why? Go- what makes you think that? Uh uh, to be honest with you, I don't have a good reason to assume that. That's the reason that's not my assumption. But what I'm saying is I, I don't I'm not persuaded so far that there's no chance of that happening. Only because I've seen I mean, you've got so that many other Republicans. With, well, and you've who, got the chance with that. everyone. I mean, no offense, as much as I love I've, Donald Trump, there are some things fiscally he did that slid to the middle I didn't care for. Yeah, but you know what? As a general rule, when Donald Trump got the nomination, I remember saying to my audience back then prepare for it. He's a deal maker. This guy's going to slide to the middle. And for the most part, he did not. For the most part, he stayed to the right. And that really went against the grain. But I've seen just so many Republicans that are already rhinos and slide even far to the middle. The Mitt Romneys, the John McCain's, the, the Bob Doles. I just don't see like that. that in DeSantis. I'm sorry. And, and, I, and look, you may very well be right. I, I guess I'm just saying based on the track record of what we've seen with so many Republicans, there's just that little part of me that makes me nervous. What I'm trying to figure out, though, is why Trump is leading him by so much. Look, I like Trump Rage, more than DeSantis. Hate. I like Trump more than DeSantis, but DeSantis has a tremendous track record in Florida. Yes, Trump has a tremendous track record in America, mm-hmm. but but DeSantis has a great thing to run on. And I guess I'm just kind of wondering, is DeSantis blowing it with his branding and imaging by being too Disney-focused and not look-at-my-record-in-Florida-focused? Or is it just that Trump is resonating that well with the Republican yeah. base? Which Trump one is, is resonating because of a revenge-rage vote. Mm-hmm. We want revenge for 2020. We're mad at what's going on in the country. We're mad about even the Durham report and other things. And so Trump's our guy just because of that. And I told people yesterday, you know, revenge is mine, saith the Lord, not us as voters. So be careful what you do when it comes to how you vote when you're revengeful. Well, I'll tell you or, what, if, 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 Trump, if Trump did a lousy job as president, then I would say, well, hey, no, absolutely don't let the revenge thing factor in. But the I would fact say that, that period, great, no matter how good of a job I, he did, I, Bob, no, I you get can't that, vote on revenge. I'm not saying you vote on revenge. But what I am saying is because he did such a great job as president, I don't have a problem with people going, uh, not saying I'm going to vote on revenge, but saying because Trump has been so hosed and so unfairly treated and the Durham report and everything else and so maligned and smeared that that increases my passion to get out there and vote for him that I would have done it anyway. If it ignites the base even stronger than it would have been, then I think that's a positive thing. But I'm with you. You don't hang your hat on a revenge vote. That would be ridiculous. And I think that's why his numbers are so high right now is my point. Go ahead, Roger. All right, Roger, what's your take? 
DeSantis still has to get through McConnell and Lindsey Graham. You know, I mean, he's got to fight through the establishment rhinos that are there. Trump had to make deals because those guys are there. You saw what they did in the 2022 midterms. I mean, very quietly behind the scenes, but their lack of endorsement, their lack of funding, their lack of resourcing for candidates who actually could have made a change. And then falling back on the old school uh, way of doing politics. Well, Joe Biden's popularity is really bad. That means we're going to have a red wave. Well, welcome to America in 2023. Ever since a guy like Donald Trump gets elected in 2016, all the quote unquote conventional rules fly out the window. I mean, we would look at a guy with a great track record like Ron DeSantis, and it's more than just Disney. And he, the fact that Florida is stealing people from New York and other eastern states left and right because African Americans, by the way, oh, NAACP. Yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, if, if it's amazing how <laughs> Ron DeSantis has, has really established himself, I think, is a very credible candidate to the point where a lot of people, I'm sure, and this is where the, the Trump appeal was in 2016. Remember how those Democrats on, you know, who were kind of in the middle, in the Rust Belt states, especially kind of leaning, saying, hey, we're not we're not thrilled with the way Obama ran and we certainly don't want Hillary. Let's give this guy a shot. I think DeSantis really does have a legit shot there, too. If more of the revengers show up, you know, in 2024, then nobody has a shot. It's all going to be for Trump. But I think DeSantis does have a shot, but he's got to figure out how he's going to deal with the rhinos on Capitol Hill. And that remains Mm. to be seen, especially one guy who, and I won't call him a rhino rhino, but he's got a guy in his own state who went completely quiet after the 2016 election. And if Marco Rubio doesn't start speaking up and making some noise, if Ted Cruz doesn't start acting like a Tea Party patriot, then you have to ask the question, what exactly does the GOP stand for anymore? Right, I know. Well, you know what, though? DeSantis, maybe this goes to the point that John was making, that I'm not, why I'm completely not totally sold on DeSantis is because will he, he's been a disruptor willing to overturn the tables with Disney. Okay, fine. But will he do that with the rhinos and the establishment and the deep state and everybody else in the way that Donald Trump would? Right. That's what I'm not sure of. Will he, he, will he kind of play a little bit nicer and color within the lines and not be the kind of disruptor that's necessary? But I will say this, John, one thing about DeSantis or Donald Trump, I think both of them, we can count on them standing up for religious freedoms and liberties. Agreed. And that's something Agreed. as Christians we care about. And yeah. real quick, before we do that, he did more for COVID than probably most other states as well, outside of maybe South Dakota. But yes, mm-hmm. religious freedom, big deal, being attacked on a regular basis. Uh, that you know, There's a myth, by the way, the church and religious freedom are under attack in America. But ADF, of course, is committed to defending our brothers and sisters in Christ. We've got to do our part, by the way, guys. We need 40 people to donate $50. Just click on the ADF banner at CrawfordMediaGroup.net. And for those of you that don't know, Jack Phillips, of course, he's always in the news. He's a Colorado guy. He's been on my program many, many times. And that poor guy, I mean, guys, my heart just goes out to him every single time you turn a corner when he thinks he's got a win, which he's had several wins, by the way, all the way to the Supreme Court. Every time he gets a win, though, there's another quote-unquote plant where there's a lefty, there's somebody on the far left that's going after him, setting him up, so there's another lawsuit and another lawsuit. And and fortunately for Jack, because of donations from individuals like you, Jack's able to fight off all of those attacks that, by the way, guys, they just keep coming and coming and coming. And I again, I feel bad for the guy because I just don't see them stopping. And for those of you that may not know it, Jack is the cake baker, masterpiece Mm -hmm. uh, bake shop here in Colorado. And Jack is a 
guy that believes his, especially wedding cakes, are very much an artistic side of him. And when he participates in a wedding per se, and, and every, anybody that's ever done a wedding, especially a big wedding with fancy cakes and all that, you know that the wedding cake designer is typically there on site. There's a lot of involvement set up, et cetera. And Jack just says, listen, I just, you know, my faith does not allow me to do that for a same-sex wedding. And they just keep attacking him and attacking him and attacking him for that. So guys, please mm-hmm. help out guys like Jack and many, many others that are out there. Again, go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Look for the ADF banner there. Donate. We need 40 of you to give $50 today. Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny, um, you know, if you were talking about that, uh, John, the last time I was in Colorado and got to hang out with you, I know that Masterpiece is pretty close to the KLZ studios. And so mm-hmm. I'm biblically jealous that you guys get to enjoy Masterpiece Cake Shop stuff. <laughs> he has <laughs> great cakes. No, you are oh, right. Yeah. You're oh, right, man, Roger. You. But you know, it's interesting how people will come and people were coming from all over the country to support Jack Phillips. And we talk about Ron DeSantis in Florida. And you ask the question, why did he get so much attention during COVID? Well, because he handled his business right. And the one thing that the White House did not count on was the fact that so many people were saying, hey, I got to protect my money during this right. whole thing. I mean, right. what's going to happen with the market? That's right, I'm going to sell my expensive New York house and go get something really reasonably priced with no state income tax in Florida, for example. And Ron DeSantis said, bring it on here. And trust me, Dennis Wilson, who supports the bottom line, uh, the bottom line show, but also National Crawford Roundtable, uh, would say, hey, hey, ho, ho. I mean, that, that's what it's all about, being a good steward with the resources that you've got, getting out of the high tax states, getting into a lower tax state. And when our National Crawford Roundtable podcast listeners contact Dennis, he will give you lots of great advice. I mean, it's Wilson Financial Advisors that, that come up with alternatives to what the government is offering you in terms of, you know, 401ks that wind up becoming 201ks and the stock market goes down. When you co- click on the Wilson Financial Advisors banner at CrawfordMediaGroup.net, you have an opportunity to get a conversation with Dennis and his team, find out what's the best way to maximize your retirement benefit, make sure that you are paying as little or no tax as possible during your retirement, and then you're a good steward with the money that God has. I mean, the 3D money accounts, the 4D money accounts, there are ways that you can beat the market by finding alternatives that are available in the market, but the larger Schwabs and Fidelities don't want you to know about them, but Dennis knows about them. It's ethical, it's legal, and he's a great, godly man. Um, 800-696-9970. Contact Dennis today at, or just click on the Wilson Financial Advisors banner at CrawfordMediaGroup.net because he would say, yeah, I love DeSantis. I mean, why this it makes perfect sense. And as we've said so many times before, guys, when it came to COVID, the way Ron handled it, the idea that you know, that, that people are trying to make him a Nazi. It was a Vanity Fair. They said, Ron DeSantis will formally announce his 2024 bid with Elon Musk because apparently David Duke wasn't available. I mean, the, the left doesn't yeah. get Ron DeSantis. They really <laughs> no. honestly don't. He's right. the, the infection rate, the hospitalization rate, the mortality rate, the cure rate was almost identical in New York, Florida, Texas, and California. The only difference was that Greg Abbott in Texas and Ron DeSantis in Florida said our states are open for business. And Gavin Newsom and Andrew Cuomo in you know, New York were basically shutting people down, destroying businesses, sending already elderly patients who were weak and weakened by COVID to nursing homes where they basically wound up losing their lives. Yeah. Um, I'm glad he's been deposed. I'm glad he's going to have to answer to Congress Cuomo for what he did in New York because it's terrible. And if DeSantis can market that way, we're kind of having like a DeSantis yep, strategy. That's meeting. right. If he can market that way, quite frankly, I, don't, I think even Trump's going to have to say, you know what, Ron's my guy, you know, and, and, and I, I still want a you know, prominent position in the media here, which, you know, he'll get. But if, it depends on how the troops rally around him. Yeah. Quite frankly. Is this ultimately going to be a Trump-DeSantis 
ticket, which I personally think would be unbeatable if that happens, and that Trump and DeSantis both realize uh, we can't do scorched earth. We'll attack, but we're going to put some limits on the level of scorching we do to each other. Do you think maybe that's going on behind the scenes? I would hope so, because if they're not careful, that will come back to bite, you know, either one of them, you know, depending upon how they do it. For example, right. the one thing I said yesterday is, you know, as much as I love Trump, he's got to stop saying the sanctimonious. I know. It's just I not good for his brand. That's just it's awful. Right. I could right. not agree with you more. This is just being stupid on his part. Uh, what he needs to do is, I understand attack DeSantis and don't let him narrow the gap. Okay, fine. But you gotta, yeah, I mean, you gotta attack put the fact he's never been president. Attack the fact he doesn't know foreign policy. Attack you know, some of the things that are out there that right, you can exactly. actually prove. But don't say Ron DeSanctimonious. That's just and, stupid. And, you know what, and I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what would work well uh, for him is he could even kind of compliment Ron DeSantis and say, look, he's an up-and-comer. He's got a bright future. 2024 is not his time. 2028, maybe, 2032, 2024 is not his time. He's got more work to do. He's an up and comer. I'm not going to trash him. But you know something. But he's I'm never not sat in that chair like I yeah, have. That's I, what I exactly. Would say. I right. have sat in that chair, and I. So you know what? Let's just not too much. To, Ron DeSantis right now is too much too soon. He's a guy to look for in the future, not right. now. Right now, I need to do what I did before already. Yeah, uh, and, and yeah, so yeah, Trump, Trump's that would be camp, such powerful campaign message. message. Really needs to be. Let me finish what I started back in 2016, because frankly, the last four years have been dismal under the current administration. Right. Let's get back to where we were. In fact. You all remember what your paychecks were like and how things were and your house values and interest rates and so on. Do you remember what that was like under mm-hmm. my leadership? Let's get back to that. That's, That's the message Absolutely. he needs to say. I could not agree with you more. And But, you know, as we talked about, uh, certainly we know that uh, they're going to dep- either one of them is going to fight for religious liberties. Of course, I want to remind everybody too. either one of them are going to fight for the unborn. And we care very much about that. And I just want to ask everybody listening to us right now on this podcast, if you haven't given to Preborn yet, we want you to do that now. Remember, Preborn is the pro-life group that partners with pro-life pregnancy centers all across the country to show those ultrasound images of unborn babies to those expectant moms. And when a mom sees a picture of her baby, that first picture... She ends up choosing life. She doesn't go across the street to Planned Parenthood. She chooses life almost all the time. And by the way, she ends up accepting the Lord most of the time too. But these ultrasound images, they don't come free. Okay, they cost money. It takes $28 to, on average, save one baby's life. That stops one abortion. So here's what we're asking everybody in our audience to do right now. Pray about this. Take $28 times fill in the blank. What is that number that maybe God's laying on your heart? Is it 10 babies? Is it 50 babies? Is it 100 babies? Is it 1,000 babies? I don't know. Whatever that number is, times 28, we're asking you for a one-time gift of that amount. It's a tax write-off for you, and 100% of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds. Nothing for overhead. This is pre-born, folks. So here's how you give. Go right now online to crawfordmediagroup.net. That's crawfordmediagroup.net. And click on the preborn tab. You can give right there. And if you want to talk to a real live person, they answer the phones 24 7. Call right now, 833 850 BABY, and just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call 833 850 BABY. But give now. Let's save these babies' lives. And so, guys, as we talk about 
Ron DeSantis and his announcing. Let's shift it over to what's going on with Target. And then in the second half, we're going to talk about the national debt debate but and the debt ceiling. But as for people who don't know, Target stores looks like they're becoming the new Bud Light possibly. They have put these in preparation Actually, probably for, worse really bothers you. It, it really because is. Because of the child aspect of You're this. absolutely right, John, because uh, Target stores, uh, they're not even waiting for June 1st for Pride Month. They're already putting in the front of their stores these displays, these big rainbow flag pride displays with a whole bunch of transgender and gay stuff and merchandise and clothing, including... Uh, pardon the crudity, folks, but genital tucking swimwear. Yeah. Target for guys. is tuck friendly, is the caption. right exactly. So they want catering to men and yes, boys. Target claims, oh, this is just an adult line, but they've got children's sizes. So don't give me that nonsense. Right. And right. uh, so anyway, and then to add to that, it's now come out that one of their suppliers that's supplying some of this merchandise, designers, self-described designer, right? Happens to be a self-described. Satanist, okay, in the UK, uh, celebrating all things metaphorically Satan and Satanic, and Satan uh, respects pronouns is the code uh, term that they're using in some of the branding. So, how do we look at this guy? You know, I'm not a big boycott guy, but I'm going to be honest with you. Boy, I, this there's, one not I am. A, there's not a well, chance in the world I'm going to give Target either. any of my money. I'm just Me not. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, it's the thing that's so insidious about this is the way Target is handling it, the way that they've been doing this for years. I mean, they've been going full rainbow for years and years. If you walk into a Target, they were one of the first retailers. Remember, there's a big boycott at Target a few years ago. Their stock price fell completely in the toilet. It took them about a year, maybe two years to get the stock price back up. But then people kind of got over it and they forgot. So it's almost like they doubled down. ABC News reported, and this is just this is where the world is. I mean, we just have to accept the fact that this is where it is, and our witness has to be this much bolder. Target is actually pulling some of their LGBTQ plus uh, merchandise ahead of Pride Month, but not because it's the right moral thing to do, but because they claim that people who work at Target stores are being threatened with violence by people oh, who don't like it. I know. Are you freaking kidding me? The, and they're the doing this in the southern states, but not right, all right. of them anyway. That's nothing to do with the fact that you want an eight-year-old boy to take his genitals and shove it in a little tuck thing so he can wear yep. a girl's one-piece bathing suit like that dude in the Adidas commercial. Has nothing yep. to do with that. Has everything to do with the fact that somebody says, I don't like the fact that you have this stuff here. Why do you take this stuff out? And the target employee says, oh, that's violence because you disagreed with me. Caramba. Yeah, yep. I, I got news for you. It's the transgender groups, the LGBT groups. These are the biggest bullies. These are the people that are attacking. These are the Amen. people that threaten people left and right. Uh, the, most of us as Christians, we say, hey, we don't agree with that. We're wrong going after the kids, but we do not engage. Uh, Christians are not going into Target stores threatening people. But I'll tell you what, I'll bet you that Target right now is behind the scenes at least getting targeted, pun intended, by the gay groups large, saying, don't you dare back down. Because look what they were doing to Bud Light. How dare you not uh, double down as strongly as we want you to? So uh, it's like it's almost like for advertisers, hell hath no fury like transgender scorned, mm. because that's you, well, you, do not, you do not scorn them. And so I'll bet you they're getting it too. And good, they deserve it.
It's going to hurt them. I've already seen several things on social media where, keep in mind, there are people that literally buy everything for their household at Target, including groceries. I watched a video last night of a gal that spends $40,000 a year at Target because literally everything for her family comes mm-hmm. from there. And she's like, I'm not spending another nickel. In fact, I took $200 worth of product back today. Mm. Mm. Well, I hope that Target can make enough money on Bud Light sales to the transgender demographic because yeah. uh, this enough. is just stupid. There's, guys, there's not, you know, this is this is such corporate suicide. The one the less than 1% of them that are out there is not enough for you to make any business legitimate. I know. It, it is really Not weird. on that so, scale, not on a Target scale, it's not. Okay. So, does uh, by the way, I this isn't new for me as far as Target goes. I mean, Target's been so left-wing and woke for a long time. I haven't shopped at a Target store for I don't know how many years just because I'm like, you know what, forget it. I'll drive right. past them. Even if they have a great sale, I'd rather pay more at someplace else because I just don't want to reward them for their insane wokeism. But this pushes it to the level that it's like, okay, not a chance in the world. I don't care if they're giving away you know, free Bud Light, forget it. You know, I'm just not going to go to a Target Well, they just might wind up doing that. I mean, if the way they're kind of in bed with the LGBTQ community and then, of course, Bud Light is giving away cases of beer because they can't sell it because they're buying it all back, maybe that's the perfect promotion for them, you know, is buy your rainbow attire for Pride Month at Target and get a free case of Bud Light. I mean, and I'm saying that somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but you know someone's in the back going, hmm, that's really not a bad idea. You know, I know. out, Out here in the left coast, in the People's Republic, We've had seen what the Pink Mafia can do. Uh, the L.A. Dodgers having a right. pride night on June 16th. And you guys have heard the story oh, yeah. about how uh, the the sisters of whoever they were, uh, a group that sisters of perpetual indulgence and perpetual indulgence who yeah. are designed to basically mock the Catholic Church at every turn. They were going to be given a Community Heroes Award by the Dodgers. The Dodgers then said, wait a minute, that probably, you know, we've got a lot of complaints about that. So they rescinded the award. But after after having meetings, high-level meetings with members of the LGBTQ community and LA City Council members and LA County supervisors who are looking at a proposed uh, metro rail right. type project right from downtown to Dodger Stadium. 30, 30, seconds, 30 seconds of the break, too, yeah. just so if you, know. you, if you If you want that, you'll now the Dodgers have reinvited the sisters. And it's just, <sighs> how does Clayton Kershaw feel about that? I mean, how about the Christians on the Dodgers? Are, are, it's just, it's unbelievable. And yet, this is the power that this mob has. The one or two percent, that's right. that tiny little ore that's there's a, a rudder that, that shapes the and entire ship. the Dodgers put out a statement of apology to the LGBT community. And the apology was written on with rainbow colored background and LA for LA Dodgers in rainbow and transgender colors. And we apologize. And then we're going to better educate ourselves. Mm. Oh my goodness caving to the bullies of the LGBT group that claim they're the ones trying to protect people from bullying from those of us because we're so dangerous. It is, I'm telling you, it's spiritual warfare like crazy. We're going to talk about the whole debt ceiling debate in the second half of this podcast. Before we get to the second half, though, remember, you can give to Preborn right now by going to CrawfordMediaGroup.net, CrawfordMediaGroup.net, take $28 times Fill in the blank. Whatever that number is, that's the number of babies you'll be responsible for saving the lives of, stopping these abortions by paying for the ultrasound images, okay? You can also call 833-850-BABY and give right over the phone. You'll talk to a real-life person 24-7. So we appreciate you folks doing this. Save these babies' lives. And you can listen to the second half of this podcast 
by, first of all, if you listen on your regular radio station, you can go to, uh, the if they play it at a different time, just go to the website of your local radio station. They'll show the different times of the program guide. You can listen to it there, but you can listen to us certainly online, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, My Hope Now, you can watch video of our podcast. And don't forget to follow My Hope Now on all the various social media platforms as well. And we got a lot more to dive into the debt ceiling debate coming up next in the second half of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast. This has been a Crawford Media Group production. Continuing the second half of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with most of the guys. Roger Marsh, the bottom line from the People's Republic of California. John Rush, Rush to Reason out of Denver, Colorado. Myself, Bob Duco, the Bob Duco Show out of Detroit. Neil Boron, Neil Boron live out of Buffalo, New York. Neil will be back with us next week. So the second half, the whole debt ceiling debate, where we stand right now as of this recording, which is on Wednesday, uh, they still haven't come to an agreement, Kevin McCarthy and Joe Biden, as though Joe Biden's actually really the one doing the debating and negotiating on this. But what's going to happen? We're being told we've got until June 1st. And if the debt Why? ceiling isn't raised behind, uh, trust me, I, I get it. But here's what Janet Yellen's telling us. Come June 1st, we're going to run out of money. That means veterans aren't going to get their paychecks. Social Security uh, recipients aren't going to get their checks. The government won't have any money starting June 1st. And so, therefore, it's going to be, her words, catastrophic if the debt ceiling isn't raised. It's already at 31.3 trillion dollars right now. It's knocking on 32 trillion. And so, so here's where... They're basically saying, the Republicans are saying, we'll compromise. We'll agree to raise the debt ceiling, but we got to get spending under control. That means we go back to 2022 levels, not 1962 spending levels. Twenty. We just want to go back to what it was at the end of the last fiscal year, okay? October 1st of last year, that's all we want the spending to be. Just what it was a few months ago, Democrats, nope. Forget it. We want to increase spending. They want a blank crazy. check, Bob. They want a blank I check. I know. I know they do. And they want their 87,000 IRS agents. And they want their Green New Deal nonsense. And they want... Oh, and by the way, the Republicans are also saying, if you're going to collect welfare, SNAP programs, things like that, that's fine. You can get free government money unless you're young, healthy, able-bodied, and able to right. go get a it job. And you're just refusing. You just want to stay home and play video games on mom's couch. If that's the case and you're able to get a job, no, yep. you don't get free free government money. And, and that's a stumbling block also. So that's where we're up again. So John, what do you think happens June 2nd then, if no deal is made? Mm, what, what happens June 2nd? First of all, there's a lot of even, you know, and by the way, I don't believe Janet Yellen for half a second. I'm I sure don't Janet either. Janet Yellen can, you know, balance a checkbook to be real honest with you. And she's such right. a lefty that that's really the only thing driving her is whatever the White House is telling her to do. There's reports out there that frankly, if they do just a little jockeying around, and I talked about this yesterday. Keep in mind, they're, they're even asking yesterday, the, the Fed was asking, okay, you know, the, the, you know, what type of payments could we potentially delay? And really quick, let me make sure that I clear that up with folks because they're probably thinking, oh, does that mean my Social Security check's going to be delayed? No, 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 folks, that's not what that means. There are all sorts of examples where payments, Bob and Roger, could be delayed. For example, foreign aid 
does the next country we owe $100 million to or $10 million to or whatever the magic number is, if that's delayed 10, 15, or even 30 days, is that going to affect us one way or the other? The answer is no. All of these other social programs we have most likely already have funds in their bank account. They just get a normal monthly stipend. If that went away, would that eliminate their ability to go help people in those particular areas? Absolutely not. They just have to dip into their reserves a little bit. Bottom line, guys, is if if this did happen and no agreement is made, what really happens? Oh, there's probably some non-essential, which there's a lot of in government, that might have to actually go home and not do anything. And frankly, they could stay home for all I care. What if you we know, do it's a, default though? What what is a we're default? We're not going to default. There, it's uh, it, constitutionally we can't. The the treasury bills, the money that we owe in debt will be paid no matter what. There's enough money coming in on a monthly basis to make that happen. Plus corporate returns are coming in June 15th, and at the beginning of the month all the other corporate taxes get paid on a routine basis like what I pay, and the reality is there's plenty of money funneling into the treasury every single month. And if somebody yeah. did if some country did try to uh, demand full payment then or Don't on the pound saying, call in their loan, then we say, well, no, forget it. You know, right. and so what pound are they going to do? What are they going to do? Nothing. Yeah. The, the only, the only real potential of something like that would happen would be, of course, China because they hold so much American debt and that's not going to happen. Actually, they don't hold else. as much as everybody thinks. There's a misconception there that they hold a vast amount of, of debt here in our country. Actually, it's not as much as everybody thinks. Yeah, it, it, it's substantial, but it's not as much. And, you know, no. I think that the issue here, to John's point, it's, you're absolutely right. I mean, that this is a shell game. It's a con game. It's it's a, the idea that they're all playing with semantics here about we're going to go broke and, you know, not have enough money and this, that. And the other thing, it's kind of in the same way that a $3 trillion COVID spending bill actually had $3 trillion for the spending that was all COVID related. I mean, about 10 to 15% of that was COVID related. All the rest was just stocking up and, you know, increasing the coffers for pork projects that helped senators go along with it and Congress people go along with it. I mean, at the end of the day here, Joe Biden knows all about withholding money to foreign countries unless he doesn't get what he mm-hmm. wants. So he has no trouble whatsoever of mm-hmm. delaying a payment, stalling a payment, that type of thing. This is all, I mean, it, it's basically, it's a chicken fight between Kevin McCarthy and Joe Biden. And the Democrats are counting on the fact that they believe the Republicans will blink. Right, that's really because quick, Republicans just, always do. They always just, do. Just yep. to reiterate, too, Roger, what I was saying a moment ago. As far as from the, in the top ten of ten, uh, you know, top ten holders of U.S. national debt, Japan is number four, China number six, the U.K. number eight, Ireland nine, and by the way, the rest of those are number one is U.S. investors, U.S. Federal Reserve, Social Security, Department of Defense, and so on. So the reality is, these foreign countries that, that act like or people think could just come in at our doorstep and start demanding right. payments. Uh, they're way down the list. Yeah. So social, right. But Social Security could actually start demanding payments from them. They could. That's, that's, that's and by the way, there's enough. I've already done the math. There's enough money coming in to handle, by the way, the, the debt payments we owe on the interest, Social Security, and even the military. There's enough already coming in currently with the money that we, that we pull in from taxpayers corporately and so on on a monthly basis, Roger, to handle all of that. that right. That's the stuff, by the way, the news media is not telling anybody. Yeah, either so, because they don't know and it's not in their talking points, or it doesn't advance. The or they choose not way. to. One of the exactly. two. Right. right, I know. Well, may, maybe just maybe there won't be enough extra discretionary money to use to do the governmental research on transgender chimpanzees. Thank you, Bob. So I was waiting for that report. What? Well, <laughs> come on, man! I mean, this come is, on! That's come, gonna, on, come on, man! We're, do, we're doing a whole call. Get your inner Joe that. Biden on, going there. Man. I know, on, I know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, John, though, I, one of the things that it's almost as though we look at this country 
And it's hard to believe this is still the same country. I mean, the, the yes. liberties, the freedoms that we yes. used to experience. And I'll, just, I'll tell you what, John, I know you talk about this a lot, but I'm just so thankful we've got groups like ADF out there fighting Agreed. for us. Agree. And, and you guys, ADF, they are an organization. I talked about Jack, Jack Phillips in the last you know, the last mm-hmm. segment, you know, last half hour. And the reality right. is it's not only people like Jack. There is, you can go on their website, there is lists of individuals that are helping. Another example is Skyline Wesleyan Church, very, very famous church, by the way, John Maxwell's old church. And they're, fit, they're, they're defending them in a federal lawsuit. There's all sorts of other churches and organizations. Basically, they're out there, guys, fighting for our religious freedom on a daily basis. And for all of you listening, we need 40 of you to donate 50 bucks today. That's really all it is, 50 bucks. Not a big deal. Go to the ADF banner on CrawfordMediaGroup.net and donate. But guys, here's the reality of things. People think, well, why do I, you know, I'm, I'm not religious. I'm not even a Christian. I don't care about ADF. Well, you know what? That religious freedom that they are protecting for all those individuals will come knocking at your door someday when it comes to your very own freedoms. So it's so important, guys. It's imperative that we protect religious freedoms across the board. Whether you're a religious person or not doesn't matter. We still have to protect those freedoms. It's imperative, Bob, as you said a moment ago, for the life and the values and what we have as a country, we've got to do it. So you know, 40 of you, 50 bucks, go to the ADF banner on CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Absolutely. And, and of course, when you look at, and Roger, I wanted to ask you too, because uh, you, talk, you tell us a lot about Wilson Financial, and I'm thinking about what's going on in the country right now with our spending, our out-of-control spending. No, we're not going to default. No, that's not going to happen. But we do have a responsibility to, to be wise stewards with our money and spend wisely on a national scale, but even in our personal household scale. Right. Can you imagine hitting your retirement years and being able to say, well, you know what? I'm just not going to pay all these bills and I'm going to, I'm going right. to, we're going to get a huge big bailout from the government because that's not the way it works. We have to be responsible. We have to be, and as Christians, we have to be good stewards, understanding that every dollar that comes into our households is uh, money from God that's been provided for us. And it's our job to steward it wisely. And that's the attitude that Dennis Wilson has. I mean, quite frankly, if you want to work with Wilson Financial Advisors, if that's not your mentality, it's not going to work out. But the fact that you don't have to worry about what kind of investments are being made and if they're supporting, you know, overseas and entities that that are really against your values, quite the opposite. A, a good portion of the proceeds that Wilson Financial does earn on the investments they put back into building churches and buying ultrasound machines for preborn and that, you know, those types of investments. And you know that your money is safe. He's got a whole slew of investments that you can make where you're guaranteed not to lose money, where you're guaranteed to have a good income from the investment. You're also guaranteed to have a better uh, death benefit, final final benefit than you would with a basic life insurance policy and also long-term care. My goodness, my parents are clients of Dennis's and they're currently using the long-term care benefits that he helped set up many, many years ago. And it's really helping them in their senior years as they are, you know, entering the, the final laps of life here on earth and getting ready to go to glory. I can't stress enough how important it is to take mm-hmm. proactive action mm-hmm. now to make sure that you are that you're covered, that you're being a good steward with your financial investments. And that's why Wilson Financial Advisors banner is up at uh, CrawfordMediaGroup.net. You can also call 800-696-9970 and call Dennis's office directly. Works with everybody all across the country and a perfect fit for any of our National Crawford Roundtable uh, podcast listeners. You owe it to yourself, but you really have a responsibility to be a good steward with Mm -hmm. the resources that God has given you. And that's why we have conversations about uh, religious liberty, why we talk about 
the national right. debt and whether or not this is going to mm -hmm. happen because i'm sure there are a lot of people are saying well that's political and i don't really want to get involved in it well it does it's have an not, impact though. It, it has an impact you. in every part of our lives, That's of course. Right. And, this, it, and this is that give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's part. We as citizens here on Earth and residents of Earth, uh, we have our obligation to be involved in the mix, you know, to have right. to let our voices be heard. Keep those things in check. Exactly, exactly. Yep. That's it. I, I, guys, I explained it this, this way yesterday on air when it comes to, you know, telling somebody how this Nash, this whole ne the, the debt and everything that we as a country are doing right now. It would be like if we, the three of us, had you know financial difficulties in our own life and let's say that you are literally on paper on the verge of bankruptcy you owe everybody under the sun you don't know how you're going to make your payments you're trying to figure out how to borrow more money so you can actually make more and do more and all the while you're going to go buy on credit a car for your neighbor and hand it over to them that's what our country's doing right now that's right that's right. It's exact example. Think of it that way on a, on, a, on a local level. That's what we as a country, we're sending foreign aid, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars almost to Ukraine, and yet we can't even pay our own bills. Okay, this is where, and I know we've talked about this many times, but this is where Republicans have got to learn how to be effective messengers because yes. they, they stink at communicating because you know the game, John, and Roger, you both know this. What the Democrats will do is anytime Republicans say we need to spend within our means, what the left does is they cherry pick some kind of cause that will, that will tug at people's hearts. That's right. right that we don't care. And then they make that the issue and the focus, even though the Republicans in those programs are usually saying, uh, we just want to reduce the amount of increase instead of actually uh, slashing and cutting them. But things do need to be cut anyway. But it doesn't matter because uh, if we're so heartless now because we want to scale something back to what the spending levels were a year ago or even two years ago, then why weren't we heartless a year ago or two years ago when doing this? But Republicans don't know how to counter this. We don't. They just allow themselves to be that's put right. on the defensive. And that's why I just got this bad feeling feeling that Kevin McCarthy is going to end up caving because he's going to realize we'll lose the PR battle here and and which but right now I'm, in the polls we're not I know that but but let me and then this is an important point though do you even though McCarthy would be right to stick to his guns if he ends up losing the battle because we've got a dishonest, corrupt media, and so independent swing voters are going to give stink eye to Republicans, do Republicans have no choice then but to cave? Well, well I you, think, have to, you have to I do think something the polling, to win the PR war. Well, what? You, yeah. You, I said you have to do something to win the PR war. I mean, the, well, and right now, what's winning the PR war for us, guys, I do think there's enough able-bodied, I'm surprised, I think there's enough able-bodied people out to, to realize that the reason we've got inflation and a lot of the other issues we've got going on right now, they can't buy a car, you can't do this, you can't do that. I think a lot of folks finally realize it's because of this massive overspending that we have going on. I think a lot of people are finally realizing that, guys, we got to keep this in check or we're not going to make it. Are they realizing it, though? I or think is, so, or is Bob. That, or is that that swing voter soccer mom just getting uh, reaching for the Kleenex because she doesn't want some child's school lunch to be reduced. No, I, I think the majority of people that are sane individuals, and I realize there's a lot that are not, and the polling doesn't show 100%, mm -hmm. of course, but the vast majority of people are in favor of the Republicans holding out and getting the spending drop because they know what it's doing to their paycheck. 
Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I hope you're right. Because and that's what we need to focus on, by the way. That's what the, that's what our party needs to focus on, Bob. Yeah, but our party stinks at that. And you're that's, right. That's what's so frustrating about you're this right. because those swing voters, they just end up giving the stink eye to Republicans because then we look like cold-hearted people that don't care about some poor – You know, you're, go do a survey out there of swing voters. How many of them really know that when Republicans are talking about – cutting back on SNAP programs, that really what we're talking about is if you can't work, then you're going to keep on getting free money from the government. But if you're young and healthy and can work, then you have to get your butt off the couch and get a job. How many swing voters actually really know that that's what some of them do, but all you need are two or three or 4% of them to not know that. And that's enough to swing any election to Democrats. Oh, the last right. poll says six in 10 people say spending cuts should accompany the ceiling increase. I know. And by the way, can I- That's ch- a big number. I, I want to back up what you're saying here because I've got this poll actually in my hand. Associated Press poll uh, w- asking Americans, which position is closer to yours? Position A, increase the debt limit without conditions. Now, that's the Democratic position. That's right. the Joe Biden position. Right. You know, 19% of Americans agree with that position. Only one out of five actually agree with that position. That's and low. by the way, 34% of Democrats agree with that position. That means two-thirds of Democrats don't even agree with that. Right. Uh, but, the, but then increase the debt limit only if lawmakers include reductions on the deficit, now you get to 63% of Americans They say, yep, that's my position. But listen to this, 58% of Democrats say, yep, that's my position. 71% of Republicans. And then you've got some scorched earth folks. Uh, don't raise the debt ceiling, period, no matter what, which by the way, I'm actually on that, but but still, 16% of Americans say that's my position. Even 7% of Democrats say that's my position. A fourth of Republicans say that. So so re- this is another thing. This is making the point I was talking about before. The American people are on the side of the Republican position on this. If they just could just communicate it mm-hmm. effectively, mm-hmm. we don't need to be sold. But all the Democrats need is just... Three or four percent of those independent swing voter soccer moms to be convinced of a lie, and that's enough to swing election to the Democrats, and that's what gets so frustrating. And I want to get you guys' take on that also coming up in just a moment. But first, with all the things we talk about in debate, folks, we want to remind you. Uh, we've got sponsors that support this podcast and we want you to support these sponsors. We want you to support Dennis Wilson Financial, okay? We want you to support ADF and we certainly want you to support Preborn because we're all pro-life and you're wondering, well, what can I really do to save babies' lives to stop abortions? You know what you can do? You can pay for the ultrasound images for those moms to see a picture of their baby because when they see that picture, statistically, they almost always choose life. And they end up accepting the Lord most of the time, too. So somebody's got to pay for these images, folks. And this is in pro-life centers all across America. Preborn is the one who provides the ultrasound machines and the images, but it takes money to pay for them. $28 is the average cost to stop one abortion. 28 bucks. So how many babies' lives will you save? Is it 10 babies, 50 babies, 100 babies, 1,000 babies? I don't know what you can afford. Take $28 times fill in the blank. And whatever that number is, that will be your forever legacy. I mean, 20, 30 years from now in your family, you'll be able to sit back and say, you know something, back in 2023, we made the decision to give a one-time gift. And there's 
50 people walking the earth today because we stopped them from being aborted. That's a powerful family legacy to have, everybody. So what is that number for you? $28 times fill in the blank. Whatever it is, that's how many babies' lives you save. Here's how you do it. Go online right now to crawfordmediagroup.net. That's crawfordmediagroup.net. And click on the preborn tab. You can give right there. Every penny you give goes to fund ultrasounds. Nothing for overhead. Now, if you want to give over the phone, call this number right now, 833-850-BABY. They answer the phones 24-7. You'll talk to a real-life person, 833-850-BABY. Call right now. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. We appreciate you folks doing that. So the debt ceiling, if McCarthy does not cave and we quote unquote go into default and we which you're right john that's that's nonsense no we're not going to go I mean, into and really default. we should quit you i mean as a country we should quit the left wants to use that term but we're not going to default on anything right exactly but if that, but that's what we're going to hear in the news yep. you know what maybe the thing john and roger maybe the thing is to let us, quote-unquote, go into default. Let the media scream bloody murder. Let them chicken little. The sky is falling. It's a disaster. And then let the American people say, you know what? It's been a week. It's been two weeks. It's been three weeks. My life, for the most part, seems to be normal. My dad's not Traffic would be better. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> non-essential that, government workers aren't on the that's road. That's right. Yep. But yep. but grandma's not saying she's not getting her social security check, okay? Right. And, unc- and Uncle John, the veteran, he's still getting his check. So wait a minute here. Traffic is better and life is still going on like normal. And the stock so, market would respond to that positively because they would see inflation coming down. And it already is. It would even add mm-hmm. to what's already happening along those lines. And actually, we would be just fine, Bob. Maybe, yeah. maybe that really would be the better thing so that the American people can see these disaster claims, the catastrophe claims of Janet Janet Yellen really weren't true. Well, Janet Yellen doesn't know what she's talking about in the sense that, uh, remember, this is the woman who all through 2021 said, there's no recession. We don't have to do any money tightening. We don't have to- There's not going to be any inflation. And then in 2022 saying, wow, you know, we should have done something a year ago. Guys, as as we're having this talk about the let, let us default, um, I was thinking back to October of 2013. Remember the government shut down slash slimmed down? Remember mm-hmm. how this is going to be the death of the Republican Party? And, oh, you, you, you're, you're afraid of the shutdown. And how many days did all the government employees that, you know, they didn't go in and the Obama administration went out with the yellow tape in front of all the national monuments that you didn't need to get entrance to anyway? But, well, we have to close them down because there's just no money for that. The optics look terrible. Every government employee who was furloughed wound up getting all that back pay plus interest. And... Last time I checked, it's 10 years later, and the United States is still here and still standing. I mean, right. we weathered yep. that storm, and actually yep. the midterms in 2014 went very well for one party, and that would be the GOP. So quite frankly, I think it's in the Republicans' best interest to stand their ground and say, fine, you want to default? Default. Just now, make sure that all of the lieutenants on the ground, everyone who's going on all the talk shows, because you know they're going to get rung up by MSNBC and CNN, stick with the same groupthink talking point mentality that said, look, this is all on Biden. We're not in any danger. You guys are trying to scare us. Because this is one place where the Democrats own the Republicans. And that is- I know. And see, that's- 
That's yeah. where you lost me, though, Roger, because as soon as you said, and then the Republicans all need to be on the same page and same talking points. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, well, luck. I hate happen. to say it, but that's Never that's where yep. you lost. So let me play devil's advocate. You're absolutely right, Roger. I totally 100% agree with you, okay? But the Democrats and the media, as you know, as I mentioned before, they're going to sift through all of the what are you know non-essential programs, and they're going to find some kind of heart tugging story and human interest stories to say this is who's suffering right now and this is the money that's not being paid right now because of those Republicans refusing to blah, blah, blah. And they they are going to tug at the heartstrings of those swing voters. And I'm telling you, elections come down to swing voters. Right. So it, are Republicans going to be successful in capture? Remember, they... They have to capture everybody. All the Democrats have to do is convince a small percent of two, three, four people of a lie. That's all they got to do and turn those people that a stiff breeze can push them to one side or the other. That's all they have to do is affect them. This is them. my quickest my quickest solution because I agree that your problem is, is it's very much the scenario. So the Republicans have to have these things in the can right now. A whole group of nine to 10-year-old cisgender children reading stories about everything John just talked about, the fact that we can't default, that all these things are going to happen, that there are monies that can be deferred and can be delayed, that could keep this from happening. And I'm so glad that grandpa still gets his veterans benefits. And I'm so glad that grandma mm-hmm. gets her social security. And I don't understand why they would put our futures at risk when there are ways that they could have solved this by pushing us to the point where, you know, it, it's amazing how kids with the, this is what PBS and NPR are doing right now with the border crisis, right? You know, mm-hmm. you know, no, there aren't any Chinese nationals coming up from Venezuela. There aren't any Venezuelans bringing fentanyl up through Mexico. No, no, no. It's eight-year-old girls looking for their abuelas and abuelos. Right. I mean, you know, that, that's the whole, that's the narrative with the heart tugging this, that, and the other thing. The left does that so well. There's got to be somebody on the right who could make those same type yeah, of propaganda. And you know what? Absolutely. And here's what you do. Oh, if, if I'm on a stage somewhere, I'm like, oh, you want to bring up the eight-year-old girls? Yeah, here's what's happening. The eight-year-old girls are being sold to the sex traffickers yep. by the coyotes. Okay, yep. that's what your open border is that's doing really to that yummy. eight-year-old girl. But see, Republicans just stink at this. We're lining so the pockets of the cartel with that's what's right. going on at the border. And by the way, we used to have a cop on every corner. Now we got a drug dealer on every corner because yep. the drug dealers are high-fiving themselves because their supply is increasing yep. so much. And this who's getting hurt, by the way? Poor black kids in high crime communities that are now uh, yep. getting drugs way more easier and dying more easily. And the NAACP, I don't see them giving a travel warning to Chicago. No, it's to Florida. So, you know, well, come you guys on, write GOP. the script. I'll try to find the kids and we'll get these things <laughs> shot and <laughs> produced by it. the end of the month and we'll be in good shape. Uh, that's right. That's right. I'll tell you what, we always appreciate you folks listening to the podcast. We do. Don't forget uh, Wilson Financial. This is who you need to talk to regarding your money, your finances, your retirement. Okay. ADF, we need you to give money to help ADF continue fighting for our religious freedoms. And of course, preborn, we want you to give to preborn. Go to Crawford Media Group. Uh, .net right now, crawfordmediagroup.net. Click on the preborn tab and give whatever you can give to fund these ultrasound images. Remember, $28 is the average cost to save one baby's life through ultrasound images. All right. Take $28 times fill in the blank, whatever that number is. Whatever that number is, it's a 10, 50, 100, 500, whatever. That's how many abortions you will literally have stopped with your one time gift to preborn. So what do you say? Will you do that right now? CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Click on the preborn tab. And if you want to give over the phone, they answer the phone 24-7. You talk to a real-life person right now 
833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. We do appreciate you folks listening to the podcast. Don't forget you can watch, uh, you can certainly watch video of our podcast at myhopenow.com and of course follow My Hope Now on all your various social media outlets. You can also listen to past episodes of our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, you name it. And we look forward to having Neil Boron with us back next week and Roger Marsh of The Bottom Line from the People's Republic of California, John Rush, Rush Reason out of Denver, Colorado, myself, Bob Duco. Great talking with you guys. Roger, I know you got to gear up for your big uh, Pride Night event at Dodger Stadium. So, well, uh, oh, nothing. And, and Roger, sorry that. about us beating your Lakers. Yeah, well. <laughs> oh, that, that is right. That is right. The Nuggets put it to you. Yeah, <laughs> well, they, but did, I, by the way, did you see LeBron James' time. horrible flop there? It's oh, like, my oh, word. grabbing his wrist and flailing, and he wasn't yep. even touched. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Be a soccer player to hey. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. God bless. You've been listening to the National Crawford Roundtable podcast, a view of today's culture through a biblical lens. Brought to you by Preborn, saving babies and souls. ADF, defending the First Amendment rights of free speech and religious liberty. And by Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success. Join us in the fight to save babies from abortion. Your gift provides a free ultrasound for a mother in need. 80% of the time, she will choose life. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the preborn logo to donate to save babies now. And ADF, defending the First Amendment rights of free speech and religious liberty. Your generous financial support makes it possible for ADF to defend religious liberty, the sanctity of human life, freedom of speech, and marriage and family in America and around the world. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the ADF logo to show your financial support. And Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success, helping you build confidence in your financial future. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Wilson Financial Services logo to learn more. You can download this podcast from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more from your local Crawford Media Group station or at CrawfordMediaGroup.net. And you can watch video of the podcast at MyHopeNow.com. Please give this podcast a five-star rating on your Apple app and look for the notification on your app for when the next weekly edition of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast is ready for you to download. This is a Crawford Media Group production.